Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Good morning. Praise the Lord. What a privilege and what a joy to be back again with you this morning. Sorry for my late delivery. We had a very early morning prayer that started quite early. And we prayed a bit longer than expected. But praise God. I'm glad you are doing well and I trust the Lord that you will have an excellent, wonderful day in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We started yesterday with three important things to keep in mind as we desire to do the work of God. Three important things to keep in mind as we desire to do the work of God. And number one is God will not walk with you if he has not walked in you. God will not walk in you if he has not walked in you. Number two, never substitute divine encounters for divine process. Never substitute divine encounters for divine process. Divine encounters are meant to introduce God to us. Divine processes are designed to ensure that Christ is formed in us. Acts chapter 9 from verse 1 to 6, the Bible says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goat. So, verse 6, he trembling and astonished, he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Paul's encounter with God was supernaturally powerful and he immediately wanted to jump into working for the Lord. It was a powerful encounter. And the only question Paul could ask, what will you have me do? A good question, by the way. But Jesus told him to go and wait until he is instructed on what to do. A man with a scale in his eyes, 
blinded by the intensity of the glory and the light of God, yet asking God what God wants him to do. The scale in the eyes of Paul must first be removed and taken off. And that is part of the work that God was set to accomplish in him. It will take days of praying, days of seeking God personally for Paul to get that scale, that veil, that thing in his eyes removed. Verse 11 says, So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street, called street, and inquire at the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. That was the word of the Lord to Ananias, the man sent by God to pray for Saul, or Paul as you may call him, for the recovery of his sight. So Paul was in a place called straight, to be straightened out by God. Many people want to jump from the place of encounter to the place of service to work for God. I want to work for you, but the Lord said between your encounter and the place of you working for me as a representative, there is something called straight, a street called straight. That is the place we straighten men out for them to do the works of God. That's the place where men on the street called straight are consistently devoted to prayers. The Lord said to Ananias, when you get to the street, you will see him praying. Praying. He's been blind for days. And a deep walk of the Spirit was going on on the inside. And the response of Paul to the workings of God in him was nothing but what? Prayer. I can imagine Jesus saying, Paul, thank you for your offer. But you cannot just go and start walking when you do not even know how to seek my face in prayer. When we walk in you, prayer will become a lifestyle. When we walk in you, your first work and assignment will be to spend time with me in prayer. Friends, prayer is the natural response to the work of God within you. May I say this to you, my friend? When genuine personal prayer is authenticated and confirmed in your life, then heaven is sure that you are fully signed up for what God is set to do in your life. When genuine personal prayer is confirmed in your life, then you can be trusted you can be trusted by God. You can be trusted by God's people. And God's people can be sent to you to continue the process that will position you adequately for the work of God. Show me a fellow in the place of genuine personal prayer and communion with God. And I will show you a man, a woman that is undergoing a deep 
internal work of the Holy Spirit that will position him or her to do the work of God faithfully and powerfully. The visible manifestation of the work of God in the life of Paul was prayer. Prayer. Everyone could testify that he was praying. My question is, who taught him how to pray? The work of God that was first accomplished in him moved him to the place of prayer without anyone teaching, preaching, or manipulating him to pray. The divine encounter of Isaiah the prophet with the glory of God in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 to 5 to 6 to 7 urged the prophet to present himself before the Lord without any argument. He said to the Lord, Woe is me! I am undone. I am out of order. I am not well. I am not well cooked. I am not ready to do that work that God has committed into me. He realized his own state. So that glory encounter was actually to start the process of cleansing. So for Isaiah, it started with the revelation of the glory of God. I saw the Lord. That is divine encounter. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 to 4. And then the true presentation of self. Isaiah came before the Lord. There was nothing to hide. There was no 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 mask. That all the layers were taken off. And he said, Woe is me. I am undone. I've tasted. I can see. I'm not well baked. I'm not ready. Ah, there is no way a man can hear the father say, Well done. When you are undone, woe is me, I am undone. And then the deep work of God began within him. In verse 6 to 7, Isaiah chapter 6, the Bible says, The cherubim took a coal of fire and came to Isaiah, flew to Isaiah, and began the cleansing process. That's the deep work of God in the life of a man. And then, afterwards, a collaboration with God started. Isaiah could hear the Father say, Who will go for us? Who shall we send? And he could respond, Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Every divine encounter with God has one ultimate objective, to forge a powerful collaboration with God. God is always looking for someone to go for him. But the one who must go, must go through process. Have you gone through the process of the revelation of the glory of God? Have you seen? Have you had an encounter with the Lord? Have you seen his glory? Have you seen his power? Have you seen the glory that reveals yourself under the light of his glory? You cannot hide. I cannot hide. There must be a true presentation. You present yourself just as you are. And then at your presentation, the deep work of God begins. God begins to root out. He begins to pull down. He begins to, to uproot. 
and to use his fire to burn off whatever is not of him in your life. And then a collaboration with God can begin. Then you can hear the Father say, Who will go for us? And then Paul can say, Here I am, send me. Don't jump the process of divine encounter. Don't substitute it. Divine encounter is your introduction to the process. Your introduction to God. Your introduction to that thing that God wants to do in your life. Friends, this is the time. Lord, do a deep work in me so that I can forge this amazing collaboration with you. Amen. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen and amen.